Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV podcast. I am Paul Machen. I'm joined in the studio by... Chris Pajak, Ross Chanley, welcome gentlemen, welcome, 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 that was a gorgeous little wave there, um, you're both wonderful people, um, right, so we're going to dive into, we've got a bunch of things that we want to talk about, including the return of the mass feeling of positivity for the Reds after a really good week uh, and player performances and all that kind of stuff, um, we're going to be talking about some of the cool stuff that we've got going on around uh, the Redmen universe at the moment, uh, and we're going to have a bit of a focus on our title rivals and what their Christmas period looks like, so I think it's about time that we really did that. Um, but first, we've got a kickoff question. It comes from Craig in Kent, who's obviously very bored sitting around in Tier 3 and has uh, been using uh, uh, this service online. He asks, what was the number one record in the charts on the day you were born? And then reveal to each other. I presume he means reveal the number one. <laughs> not just, <laughs> not just ourselves. Um, not Chris, what was the number one record in the charts? Mr. Blobby. Ah, oh, bang, I had that. What? Was he born in 93? Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, I was like, oh, well, yeah, no. (laughs) No, I remember that happening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Humanly, don't you want me? Don't you want me, baby? Tune. Mm. Here's a tune. I think I'm going to win on the tunage. Oh, yeah, you are, yeah. Okay, Ross? Um, 89, it was... um, Simply Red, if you don't know me by now. If you don't know me by... That's a banger. But yeah, Simply Red, though, he's a bit of a blur. He's a mank. Yeah. He's a mank tit, but uh, he makes some absolute bangers. I got it, You Can't Hurry Love by Phil Collins. Oh, Who's an even bigger blurt, (laughs) but like, what a song. I think we've pulled some... Really? That's not what showed up on mine for your birthday. No. January the 10th, 1982, the land of make-believe... Oh yeah, I'm younger than you. That'll be why. And then, and then, clearly, don't you want me? Was December the sixth, nineteen eighty-one. So that's not even the one that was mine. (laughs) I had one job. Let's try that again. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Let us know in the comments what was the number one that you can just if you just search what was number one uh, the day I was born in in Google. There's a few different things that'll get it up for you. Um, uh, in many senses of that expression, Um, but don't don't do anything that's going to get you in trouble. Um, Go on, Chris. You've Wow, this is live. We've had about three I, hours to prepare for this. It's saying Tony Basil Mickey. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know whether I'm on the... I, I failed this miserably. Okay, let me just double check. <laughs> December. 
1982. Just to point out, it's, it's Chris's birthday on Thursday, so if anyone wants to wish him, um, yeah. Oh, no, you've got Beat Surrender by The Jam. Okay. Oh, tune? Yeah. Sing it. No idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Going underground, right? The one from Billy Elliot, right? Never seen it. Um, good um, yes, that's all yours in the in the comment section underneath. Uh, right, yes, we're going to be diving into the topics. I want to talk about the happiness that we're all feeling at the moment in a second. But before we do, uh, we have got our brand new book is available in very limited quantities now uh, and with guaranteed delivery uh, in time for Christmas. The window is getting shorter and shorter. We're saying we're just going to go with the tenth. We'll go with the tenth, which is Thursday for now. That might change, but yeah, if you want, if you definitely want guaranteed delivery uh, on our brand new book or anything on the Redmen TV merch store, then do it now. But yeah, here's a little closer look at the book. The second Redmen TV book, Champions of Everything, is available for sale right now. It comes in two editions, the standard edition and the special edition, which comes signed with a custom message of your choice and with a limited edition Redmen TV sticker pack as well. The book is huge. It is A4 size and it is chock full of insights. Photographs uh, from around the world following the mighty Reds who were reigning European champions, who won the Super Cup, who became champions of the world and then capped it all off with a 19th league title, becoming champions of England. The book looks at the highs, lows, absolute insanity and bitterness of rival fans and some of the craziness from our own fan base as well along the way. It is available now on the Redmen TV store. Get involved. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, Ross has just pointed out there, if you want the special edition, which again, there's a, there's a few copies of that left, so move quick, uh, get your order in mid, before midnight on Wednesday because um, the normal editions you've got until the Thursday because they just get sent straight out, whereas obviously the special ones, we need to sign them and put the message in and package them all up. So it takes a little bit longer, so obviously we need to make sure that we've got them sat on the desk ready for Thursday morning. So if you want the special edition of Champions of Everything, um, get it sorted, do it now, in fact, and make sure you've definitely got it uh, right, let's dive into it. Ross, mm. I, I I feel like all of a sudden everything just feels a little bit more in Liverpool's control. And in reality, not much has changed. You know, we've not got, you know, there's still no Virgil van Dijk, still no Joe Gomez, still no Thiago. In fact, we've been told bad news about Thiago. You know, it's going to be New Year before we get we get to see him play at the earliest. Um, Alison Becker's on his way back, but he's still not back. But it does just feel like. I don't know, Trent coming back, Naby coming back is a contributing factor to this. The Cueven Keller thing was a big thing for me, I think. Him stepping into Nets has just made me, I don't know, he's, I've just got a great sense of relaxation from that because if you can even take the goalie out, and that's been a big weakness of Liverpool for the, the vast majority of the last 30 years. I think that's contributed towards it. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, pretty much the same. I think you know, winning 4 0 obviously helps in qualifying for the yes, Champions League, having a, a, a dead rubber game. Those performances, and you know, I think you probably took Nico Williams in there, mm-hmm. certainly for me, and the teams that he's played, the opposition that he's come against, the amount of stick that he's got. It's hard because you're stressed, but you can't control that stress. So it just makes it even, even worse. Whereas, you know, a couple of good results. The fact that you know we qualify for the Champions League, it's the fixtures is probably you can chuck that in there as well. You you look ahead to the fixtures. You know, Klopp says he's taken one by one. As a fan, I can't help but look ahead and go, well, we've got all these injuries. We're playing these youngsters and we've got all these games. Having that dead rubber 
tomorrow night is a massive help. And then looking at that gap between Christmas, which is the nineteenth and the twenty seventh, or what it is, mm-hmm. that's given me that's given me hope and happiness as well because I can see signs of where we'll get even more players back or where players will get a rest. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, you're not worried about results or people playing three times in one week and someone else getting injured. Yeah. It, it all it's all coming nicely together. We had a day to train this week, Chris, and we what did we do with it? We used it to absolutely demolish Wolves. That's the that's one of the other big signs around this is that the, if it does just feel like you know. In, in like a like a, like a movie sense when like you, all your main characters seem to are out and someone steps up to save the day and it, it again it feels like we've got that happening all over the park that you know a lot of the questions are being answered by some of these young lads and again as as Ross says this next week and a half is a very intense week and a half after after Midland as much as anything else because we don't quite know what we're going to go with, with with that one but yeah if we can get to that beachhead of Christmas. And you know, if we if we somehow manage to take nine points from the next three league games, I would be shocked if we didn't use that to to springboard us on for the rest of the season. Uh, absolutely. And listen, I'm just going to go back to the top of the show and the positivity side of things because I don't think either of you mentioned fans coming back into the stadium, yes, yeah. and that's had a huge, probably the biggest effect on me is that like you know, light at the end of the tunnel, and obviously the vaccine and everything else that's going on at the moment. First ones administered this morning, um, so all that type of stuff, and seeing fans there singing, hearing "You'll Never Walk Alone," having good commentary on Amazon, it's all a, it's all a, a added to it, hasn't it? And you know, for me, I'm looking at it now, and I was. I wasn't really waning, which is quite surprising because I normally wane first and get really in on myself and stuff like that. Whereas I was always of the opinion that Liverpool are going to win the league this season and it's about by how many. And now add that on to what you guys have said and I'm thinking, okay, 12 points is within our grasp as, as a lead at the top of the table come the end of the season. That's how confident I am at the moment because... How can you not be watching this side yeah. and watching how they've dealt with everything that the world's thrown at them and how they've battered it all aside? Qualify better than we've qualified for years in the Champions League. We're still joint top of the Premier League. And now we're going into a busy period. Great. We've been doing busy periods, must-win games for the last three years. We're the best at that. It feels very... It feels very rocky at the moment for us, you know, like... And I mean the film, not in terms of the, you know, the, the, the waters. Um, in that... You mentioned like the the, the Brehart style uh, playing possum, like rope a dope. You know we've taken a bit of a pummel, and that's the thing. You can't you can't know until you test. Like you can't know what a fighter's jaws like until he gets a dig and gets a, a proper dig on it. You know you, we let's use Amir Khan's a good example of this. Like he really looked like he was the absolute complete package until someone lands a dig, and then all right, well there you go. He, he, he's not he's not got it. That's what this week, this last week felt like for me. Like we've been taking a pummeling every, from all angles. And this will seem mad. You know, I did this on a video on, on my channel, which I'll talk about later. But like it feels mad to talk about these things when you're the top team in the country and probably one of the, one of the teams in the world, but in our own little bubble. But we've been getting it from all angles, getting beaten left, right, and losing players, you know, to, to injuries. And it just felt like that moment where this week was the moment where. The universe threw all, had thrown all the bad luck it could throw at Liverpool, and Liverpool went did like a like Bruce Lee wipes a little a little bit of blood out the corner of its mouth, looks at it, goes, ah, uh, yeah, okay, cool, right? Can I can we go back on the offensive? 
psychologically, whether that's true for the squad, but it certainly has that it has that vibe about it. Yeah, and Deja repeat myself from yesterday, but you know that all plays into the rest of the season as well. You know, it won't be that situation again where you know we're not sure about Keller, we're not sure about Nico Williams, or you know it can't get any worse. And that's the point that it was getting to. I think you know the amount of injuries that we had. Someone goes down injured, you go, oh, fucking hell, some someone else is, is injured, and someone else has got COVID, and you just thought it was all going to get a lot worse from there. Whereas now it's not going to be that situation. Keller's the, probably the, the, the massive one there. We didn't know what he was like. And he played, you know, Carabao Cup games and you can see a lot of goals. Even the weekend before he, he made his debut, he conceded five goals for the for the unders. And you think of chucking him into a Champions League game. We all wanted to win and progress, which, you know, fortunately we did. Or a, a Premier League game against Wolves. Yeah. You know, not I didn't have a little faith in him because you trust what Jurgen Klopp does and what he says, but you know he's come out of it and he's done his press conference this morning. He's like he's absolutely buzzing. He's like he's twenty two years old. He's like, I mean, week's been, my week's been all right. And fuck has it, mate? Fucking, we're all happy for well, you. The universe has thrown everything at us to the point where even Vars give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even we turn the corner on VAR. <laughs> no, I know, but, it's, but that, that that's mad. But it's a little thing because. It's like the, the going back to the the Wolves game. It's not a penalty. The kind of Cody thing. Mane doesn't doesn't touch him. But it was nice given that we've had so many fine margins go against us with with, with the video. Level themselves out, Paul. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, no, God, don't, 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 please. But but no, but you're right though, Chris. There is something to that. Is that if it, it feels like even the out of control factors, Liverpool are starting to get as much control around them as you as you as you possibly can to some extent. It felt felt like a lift actually just getting a refereeing decision. Oh, right? absolutely. And then seeing Virgil Van Dijk in training. I mean, yeah. come on, man. This is where and seeing Thiago in the stadium. These all these little bits just start to add up, and it feels like we've turned that corner right now. Yeah, let's talk about the Kelleher stuff because it was something we were chatting about off off camera. and Ross just kind of brought up sending him in to the Champions League you know, press conference. That's that's again that's big, isn't it? You know. It, I mean, we've used. There's been plenty of lads who've been using. Like Trent, Trent's done them in the past when he was when he was a younger lad. And again, it's not like Keller's 18; he's 22 years old, so he's not like a, the rest of the squad's still in school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but in ter- again, in terms of like establishing him, we, we were linked with like a 21, a 20 year old Atletico goalkeeper this morning, you know, in random Spanish publications or whatever. Yeah, and I immediately went, I just can't see. I can't, I can't, I can't see that being a thing. Klopp's the way he's built Kelleher up is so encouraging. Yeah, it is, and there's, there's clearly a trust that we, we were talking uh, earlier on this morning about it, weren't we? That you know Kelleher's been a big talking point the last two games, and he's gone out and he's gone to be interviewed after both games so far, and he's spoken really well, and he's 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 had a bit of a laugh with it. He looks like he's enjoyed it. He's soaked it all up. So why wouldn't you and just say you know you still have plans? What do you want to go and do it with me? And you know that's brilliant, and he'll be buzzing off that. His phone will be hopping again, and all that type of stuff. Um, and he's he's and he seems like a really nice person who, who's going to enjoy it, and that's kind of what you want, isn't it? And we've seen you know Robbo's been d- done it a lot over the last couple of years for Champions League, and we've seen everybody doing it now. You know maybe there's something to. Actually, you haven't done a lot of this. Let's just get you a little bit trained up. Let's give the other lads a bit of a break on this stuff. We've been doing it all year long as well. There's something to that. Obviously, we know Tent and Rob have got their own show now, so we can't imagine that they're going to be in so many press conferences because uh, they've got all that to, to record on a weekly basis and whatnot. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, and, and, and from Callow's point of view, how great is it? The Klopp's probably come and knocked on your door and gone, come and do this with me. And you're like, 
Really, boss. Goalkeeper's a confidence position. As much like striker and goalkeeper couldn't be polar up more polar opposites in terms of the game itself, but they're both confidence positions. And I think it's another thing that just says to him, and the club's so good at doing this. You know, I like making the extraordinary feel like it's breathing. And that's what you've got to do to perform in this squad. It's got to feel, when you step out onto the pitch, you've got to feel like you belong. And again, is a is a lad who you know he could we could have sent him out on loan. We've sent plenty of other goalkeepers out. Plenty of goalkeepers haven't made it. You've got Adrian in there, and you know we'll talk about some of the influences on him or what have you. But I just again, as far as man management goes, Klopp would have just been like, eh, it's fine. You're doing it with me. No bother. Come and do it, and 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 that that's again confidence breeds confidence. Yeah, he made a really good point in his presser, which I hadn't thought about. Was the fact that when Linders was there beforehand, before he left it and came back, he was working with Kelleher, so he had a relationship with him and a couple of the other coaching staff. But equally, Nico Nico Williams and, and Curtis Jones will play with him at some point as well. Mm-hmm. I think that helps. You know, you have got players around. It's not coming in. You're a 22 year old who's not played for Liverpool, and it's full of superstars because half of them are injured. Mm-hmm. But also, you got people there that you know when you go. It's not a, a new place of work, but it's a yeah. it's a step up. But I think all those little nuances kind of help you kind of bet into a team. Go well. There's someone who's in a similar position to me, like Aniku Williams. I know they're a bit a bit ahead in the, in the pecking order of the games that they played, but not too far from what Carroll has been doing. So it's not it's not as daunting for him, is it? And he's, he's no. taking it on. And the, 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 the press stuff and the interviews that you mentioned there is a real good sign of maturity for him as well. You know, you don't get that in a lot of 22-year-olds, but that's a reflection on Liverpool and how they how they bring people up, things off the field as well. I think he'll yeah. be looking at... I, look, he's 22, so he's a bit older than the other lads that we're yeah. talking about, Nico yeah. and Kerr. But in position-wise, we spoke about this last week, he's not really he's just a young kid playing his trade, learning his trade and all that type of stuff. And he'll have gone into that squad and let's say if you were to put them in an order Kurt's the more senior of the three of them right now isn't he more integrated into the squad more first team minutes under his belt probably looks and feels more of a part of that squad and what a brilliant thing that is for him because Kurt's probably looked up at Trent and gone oh look how important he is at a young age to this squad and then you think about the squad mentality and what everyone said over the last couple of years you know, in interviews, post games, and all that, especially when sub score, it's not about the eleven on the pitch. You don't win the league with eleven lads on the pitch. Yeah. You win the league as a squad. So, and they feel like that. So when you're stepping up and you're seeing how Curtis is suddenly a part of the first team squad, and you see how Nico Williams, everyone's putting their arm around him, talking about him. Even lads who don't play the football club, Lalana, still talking about Nico, trying to put his arm around him from a safe socially distance. Uh, and and then that, and then you're going into that squad, and you're like, this is brilliant. This is exactly the type of place I want to be. And now the manager's turning around to you and go, you come and talk. And then all of a sudden you're like, it, it's not, it's real. I am part of this squad. I'm talking in a Champions League press conference. All of a sudden it's my third game in a week. Yeah. Probably, you just be buzzing. You're the goalkeeper. You're our, you're our goalkeeper. That's what it says. You know, it doesn't say... In you're s- right now. No, no, no. But, but, no, no yeah, yeah but, but again, Klopp doesn't do brackets, does he? He said it, it's... And this is a very shankly thing, by the way. You know, you, you, all the players talk about how if they were ever injured, you were basically dead That's to it. shankly. Like, he wasn't asked. You could, if you can't go out and pitch, on the pitch and fight, then you, I, I've got no time of day for you whatsoever. And I know we're not quite as extreme as that these days, but it's just, it just says you're not, you're not a youth kid that we're dropping in because we've got loads of injury problems. And actually, him being ahead of our Adrian will do him the world of good in that regard as well, because there's, again, there's the hero of the Super Cup. There's a, a guy who's, who's in his 30s, who's played Premier League football, for, for years he's had a, a good old career big character as well I think to throw in things and yet yeah, and, and cops just going no 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 
you're our goalkeeper. That's 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 what you are. And the support he's getting, because I know Adrian had texted him or said to him, you know, well done, congratulations, and kind of good luck. And he said in his press conference this morning, he got a text from Allison saying, well done on, on your performances. Like, as a 22-year-old, when you, you know, likes of Allison, you know, Adrian, for the amount of stick that we give him, he's still an experienced goalkeeper. He's still been around, you know, he's, he's obviously won the Super Cup, played countless Premier League games. To have that support from you, from you, from your peers, but also the people that you're trying to compete with at the same time, you know that's that's again that's Liverpool creating healthy competition. You know, mm. Adrian could, could rightly sit there and go, "Fucking hell!" Like, well, I'm not playing this game. You know, what am I, what am I here for? And he's gone. Oh, actually, you know, get credit where it's due. He's, he's gone to support the young lads. Well, I love when when you see young players burst into the side or, or grow into the side more more than anything, Chris. Is when you can watch, you can see the influences, and you can see the how they've been constructed because you know, young players are such a sponges for the information and the players players around them. And when great sides are constructed, you, you can always see the the the, the the old guard that's gone before, you can see what parts they've pulled from it. And it was just talking about, talking about Adrian got me on this because there's plenty of Allison things and we're talking about the influence Allison has had. But in Adrian, Adrian's got that mentality of I belong and also, um, like, uh, you might never get this opportunity again. So enjoy it, seize it, don't let it get to you, that kind of thing. And it's the one thing that I wonder if Keller has taken from Adrian. And there might be loads of other, you know, intangible factors of that. Just enjoy every moment when it comes to you. If you could learn one thing from Adrian, it's actually a pretty good, a pretty good character to learn from in that regard. Because he come in, and you never got a sense that Adrian didn't feel like he belonged mm. in the side when many might have looked at him and gone, "That wasn't." And the, the other, and the other big one, be ready. Yeah. Be, be ready. He learned that last season. Yeah. You know what I mean. And Adrian was ready, wasn't he? He was ready for the fight as soon as he got in there, and and, and already you can see the Keller has been ready. Yeah, unlike the kit man. Unlike the kid, man, <laughs> genuinely like, and we, we've, t- we've talked about it, but like, how do you spell an, the name of your own player wrong? I, I get like first name, first name. Well, yeah, just, yeah, just a scatter of fucking letters. At least one yeah, mad yeah. eye in there that I've not been able to wrap my head around. But yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if you can get his number right, it means you're copying it off something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You don't get you're not guessing the squad number at sixty two. Yeah, maybe he wasn't. Um, but yeah, it's clearly a list in front of you, and you just add. Maybe, yeah, oh well. Yeah, I like the notion that, and, and there's a great inside story there of they got it wrong, they couldn't do anything about it, and they didn't, no one clocked on until it was too late because it gets changed. Someone's had to run over to the club shop and probably fa- who's got the keys? Because there's no way the cl- I can't imagine the club shop was open. Like who's got the keys to get in, warming up the machine? You know what I mean? It probably yeah. took half an hour for the for the press to heat up for them to be able to do it, and someone's frantically legging around. You mean you haven't got it on the shelf with Callagher? That's a good big, big probably no. not. Let's no, be honest, <laughs> it's probably just one that's gone in a big bag of his kits. There'll be four kits for the fucking game. Yeah, the shop won't have been open. None of that will have happened. They'll have just gone. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, no one realised. He didn't. Re- he didn't realise himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Can you blame him though? No, I wouldn't check. I don't check the back of my tops. I'm basically put it on the right way. Um, Right, yeah, yeah. Loads. That's something he didn't learn from Balotelli. Yeah, true. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, Hopefully, one of many things. Um, Yeah, loads of just loads of really good reasons to be made up with everything at the moment, and I'm, I'm I'm glad. It just feels like a uh, what a difference. Yeah, I said what a difference a week makes. Right, sounds to me. We're going to talk about the, our rivals in a minute, but what I want to do is introduce a bit of a, a feature because we've got loads of stuff going on. And I'm always very well aware that we, how we how we 
kind of communicate these things and we're all working on our own things but we very rarely get a chance to talk about them as well around the sort of red men network as it were um chris you've started uh, a football manager career on on the red men twitch the champions of everything you're trying to win every single competition that you enter in one season it's that easy yeah it's, it's, the, the it notion is that easy. easy. It sounded really easy, but I've had some problems. So I've, I've we've been footy manager, championship manager, fans for years and years. Kind of weighing the last few, being a dad and all that type of stuff. I want to get back into it. Started my own Twitch thing, and then you know we'll do it on Redmen because um, I can do it in warehouse and it's cool and it's better and it's better and and, and all that. So we st- so started that a couple of weeks ago. Now we've just got into the season. Team are doing really well. I had like 18 million. And what I like about it is, you know, I remember when I was doing it for, for myself, I was like, well, it, it, people are going, like, why are you asking us for help and all that? I'm like, well, I haven't played the game for fucking 10 years. Yeah. And I actually yeah. like the community side of it. Yeah. Because what I find is, and, and you'll remember this, Paul, when we had like 5,000 subs, it'd be so much easier to talk to 5,000 subs and stuff like that. And it's difficult now with the amount of comments you get on videos and certainly on live streams. I think we do a much better job than we had previously. You know, I've spoken to, <laughs> to the audience who are watching because yeah. what I wanted Redmen to be was not one-way broadcast. I wanted it to be two-way. I wanted it to be a bit of a conversation, not just between ourselves, but also with the audience. I think at times we lose that. Was this Twitch enables that for me? So yesterday, we had a good two hours. We won every game, scored 17 goals, conceded two, all that type of stuff. But more importantly, I got to speak to people. And I got to speak to like 50 people who were watching it live. And we had, we had we went into a mad conversation about music and bands and all that type of stuff. And then he ended up I asking someone for a, a list of their top albums of the year and all that type of stuff. And he threw like 50 albums in, which I'm going to go through and, and look at and stuff. And that's the kind of thing that I enjoy. It's like, it's like when we used to do network games, that's what kind of reminds me of is... People go and watch Twitch to learn about games and in the same way that we used to read magazines and they might have a shortcuts and all that type of stuff or cheat codes or whatever. Twitch is that place now and it's in a modern it's it's more modern. So I don't consider it cheating as such by asking people for who the players are. Ultimately you make the decisions. Yeah. But the game itself's boss. Well we used to go we go to school, yeah. It's funny, I was watching a documentary about um Super Mario Three this week and how and how the way that game was constructed and how and and it made mention of like kids on the schoolyards like sharing shortcuts and stuff so you find out about the warp whistles from a lad that discovered it in school and he'd tell you and then you go home and you and you try it you don't have that as you less and less do we have that particularly in no game lockdown well yeah but less and less so in lockdown you're just not around people as much you don't have that shared shared world of people in the same way and Twitch has that where you know you, you, again you, it's a what's the word the knowledge of the wisdom of crowds that, that kind of stuff that you can get and having that that interactivity because you've been doing some Twitch stuff as well haven't you yeah it's same thing for Chris as well actually it's it, for someone who lives, lives around by myself and not having that, that option to kind of you know play with my brother or whatever I do that sometimes but I do the community side of things of like it's changed my experience of gaming because I can sit there playing a game and have a conversation with someone at the same time but you know they feel included because you know we can make decisions on like I'm playing pairs so we you start at 11 or who you buy or whatever and the, the person that's with you feels like they're contributing so it's not just your game you're sharing up with, with someone else it's his class yeah no it's brilliant and just, platform switch I really like it as yeah, a platform yeah. Like. Yeah, just on the um, on the game so far because one thing I thought was really interesting is a shift in mentality is it opened your eyes because you're trying to now win every Every competition, which means yeah. you've got to go strong in the League Cup. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at well for for a start, the series nearly died in the Community Shield against Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I didn't realise until the game kicked off. I was like, shit, I've got to win this. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking, I get Rochdale in the first round of the Carabao, and I'm like, I need to take him off there. Maybe I'll bring Minamino on last 20 or whatever in this game so that he can then start, and he's got minutes in his legs for Rochdale. And so there's an added pressure to these early rounds because you need to rotate your squad. That's one of the things in footy manager over the last two years. They'll go off a cliff big time. Like It's like real footy in that regard. But So, yeah, I'm finding it. I'm only a few games in, but already you can see there's a... You, you need to be very careful with players' fitness, especially if you want to win every competition. Yeah, one thing uh, we've got out on the on the YouTube channel this week, we, we, Sai was lucky enough to go and get a, a ticket to the games. We we got him to do a vlog, and it's funny because Sai was very much like, "I've not put my face on." The first thing he says, "What are your ideas?" I've not put my face on. I was like, "Well, you you are, um, you are going to introduce introduce the video." And, and the comments on it, I've been absolutely made up with the, the reaction to it because Sai it very much prefers to be the guy behind the camera. But it was a, it was it's been a mad world, and we all know this. But it was such a weird circumstance for there to be a Liverpool game on that was being attended that we weren't anywhere near and that happens with like away games periodically we've got some not got a body but it was a mad world so I loved the fact that we were able to like have that again it's such a small thing but being able to yeah to showcase what it is to go back into a football ground again and show how good it was it's another thing Ross but it, it, it like it feeds into this sense of positivity again. Like it feels like for us as well, like a, a step towards normality. Yeah, it changed my perception on it as well. To be honest, you know, seeing it on the TV and watching watching size, you know, videos and of him singing, um, of like <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. And I think I said this on a maybe podcast last week, or definitely a show of going, well, is it going to be the same? You know, is it going to be like two thousand people? And it's going to be dead shit. And I'm like, I'm gutted and like didn't have the opportunity to go anyway. But I got to like, I can't, I can't go to football now. You know, I think Klopp said it after the game, like 2,000 people was actually really loud. They enjoyed it. You could see they were feeding off it. The players where he was like, you know, he's doing his little fist bumps at the end. And you're thinking, you'll never walk alone, did it for me. But it's fucking gone at home. And yeah. it's like, that's 2,000 people. What's it going to be like when there's 54,000 in there? That's the other thing that I think people haven't really spoken about is that like, I think if everyone said like, you know, there's 2,000 people there, it's been really loud and all that type of stuff. When it, you can, you're not comparing it to fifty four thousand people. It's nothing. Yeah. You're comparing it to nothing. Yeah. Two thousand people singing to nothing is always going to be dead loud, and it reverberates around. It's why if it's why if you've ever been to an away ground, uh, yeah, an away ground where the home fans aren't singing and your fans are loud, it's loud. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Except you've got more of that space for it to echo off and stuff. So yeah, the, any anyone who went to that game deserves massive credit. And I think the way that Liverpool have done it in, in such a way that they've been forced to, I suppose, um, and what I mean by that is obviously you're gonna, 2,000 people are going to go in and then another new 2,000 people are going to come in. It's going to be their first turn and they've got something that they want to be better. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now as well, and they want to go and they want to sing for their own reasons, for their missing it and everything else. It's not going to tail off. Yeah. That 2,000 people, it, it might tail off no the same people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you were asking the same 2,000 people to go every week, and to be fair, it pro- you're right, it probably wouldn't still, but it, that the analogy I used on, on Monday was like the, when you go into the wrestling, it's new, it's new, it's a new experience to each, every time now these people go in and the bar's set. You're going to go in now, I'm not, you're not going to go in and be like, Ugh. Oh, I'm a bit tired or a bit or whatever. You're like, no. I want people talking about us. Like I that. want us to say that our our you'll never walk alone was the best version since since people coming back. Like I, yeah, I love that. And it's one of the funny things in terms of what we do. I've always like I think there's there's, there's good ways and bad ways to do anything we do. I've never been keen on like the people who keep the camera locked on their own face for the whole thing. I think you need to have a bit of that for flavour just to just to set the scene and put you need, and you, you need to see people's reactions to things because the emotions all is, is the part football we've missed the most but I love that insight and it's never been more so than now when it's it's become such an exclusive thing and it, it you know it's yeah it's, it's something I didn't realize quite how much I was missing it until you, you see what it is that you've missed something I'm gutted I'm genuinely gutted that I wasn't because I'll get in eventually but that to, to say you were in the first 2000 is such a badge of honor like that's a that's like a something else that I can mean, and, and that's why I'm made up that we've got the video that people can kind of get a sense a sense of what it was like. Um, the other thing I've done, I've, I've I've been trying to get back to regular posting on on Mates TV, which is my separate channel. So I've just done a video on like the, the positivity, which has kind of kickstarted a lot of this a lot of this podcast. But yeah, lovely to get back to just um, having a big thing about it. And it was where this point about like the. Um, Liverpool feeling like they've they've kind of come through the worst. We had some really good comments actually. That um, Johnny Montgomery said uh, in the live comments along this uh, podcast saying, "Love the Bret Hart analogy." Uh, well, like Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man has hit the big elbow, and we kick out a two this week because I was hulking up, and we just need to drop the big leg on Spurs next week. I'm a big fan, big fan of that analogy. Um, Ross, in terms of what you've been up to, we've had this competition running. Mm. Um, for subscribers to the club legend stuff, we, we've been doing this every year, haven't we? Where we've been, tra- we, we've done like Christmas hampers previously, but we've got like we've got pr- prices on mass. Um, but it's been boss. The, the yeah. reaction's been dead been, good. Been, been collecting all year. Um, you know, people are club legends, or you know, 
they pay for everything that we kind of do. And like you were talking before about having that community, there's obviously a Discord group that goes along with that, so you know, we're quite close with a lot of those people that are in that group. But in terms of the competition... I want to ask them to all send photos of themselves, by the way, because I just know them as the monikers on like Discord and yeah, stuff like that. And all that name. Stuff, yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously they support what, a lot of what we do, so we got some, some, boss, some boss prizes. Obviously this week was a Redman TV jumper and a mug, um, which, is, which has been in gone. We've got six uh, LSE-related books, including two of our own. For this week, there's a sign John Barnes print, uh, which is in its own frame. Uh, we got from A1 Sports uh, earlier this year. There's a sign John Anderson T-shirt, uh, which Paul and Chris got him to sign um, when he went over to go and do the um, the mural. Um, so we have them every month. You know, there's a competition, one competition every month. This this time we've gone big. Uh, we're doing one a week up until Christmas. But there's loads of other bonus stuff that you can get, including um, you know free merch every every season, uh, discounts on merch. You get two free uh, tickets to live shows when we can do them. Can't one wait. day we can do that. Um, where we are in the world, we'll be able, hopefully be able to go go and fly places and, and go and see people. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you subscribe uh, to the RedmanTV.com uh, at the club legend level. And you get entered into all that, and you get loads of just we try to give as much value for money in what we do, and then we 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 ramp that up. Over Christmas, big time. Um, actually, someone made a point here in the comments, um, and it was about oh, fuck. Let me get it. Paul Donnelly saying Henderson for sports personality. They have not talked about this anywhere. It's a, I believe it's a live vote. A, a live vote. I mean, if we can get Jordan Henderson to be the cover star of FIFA, when let's face it, Jordan Henderson was not a stellar performer necessarily at that time of his career. Um, I. I've seen a lot of people saying they don't understand why Henderson's in the running for it, but again, I think the tribalism of football gets in the way a lot of this time, Chris. I, I need to, I, actually, I'm not sure who the other, the other, the other people are. Uh, is Rashford are. in it? I, I don't know. Actually, I'll, I'll get a obviously, there's, there's sports and achievements, isn't there, in there? And that's, a, and that's a big part of it. And obviously, you know, when you lift the Premier League trophy for Liverpool after that amount of time, then that's a, that's a good enough reason for him to be in there and stuff like that. But also, I think people are probably forgetting what he did with the NHS uh, early on in lockdown and corralling the other captains and raising 20 million quid and all that type of stuff. So there is other things other than the football, which I think are a good enough reason to put Jordan forward. He'd get my vote. Um and, 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 and that's not me with red tinted glasses on. You'd get my vote for those things. Lewis Hamilton, Stuart Broad, Holly Doyle, Ronnie O'Sullivan and Tyson Fury. Uh, Hamilton would get my vote, actually. Yeah. Hamilton, Hamilton should, should really, just because of how much of a figurehead he's been. I mean, he should probably pay his taxes and that would that would help uh, some of the wider causes yeah, as well. Yeah, I think but... to be fair to him, like, he'd... He came out about the taxes thing a, a little while ago and says he pays a lot more than people think he pays. Yeah. Probably doesn't pay as much as he should. <laughs> yeah. But what he's done, you know, equal and Michael Schumacher's records of world championships going above and beyond in how many polls he's taken, how many wins he's taken, but also what he's stood for in the Black Lives Matter yeah. campaign and how vocal he is and how he's he's changing perceptions of motorsports and he started the Hamilton, I can't remember if it's called Foundation or something like that, but he started that to look at how you can get more minorities into motorsports and all that type of stuff because when he came in in 2007, I think was his first season in Formula One, he was the only black driver to have ever driven in a Formula One car. It's 2020 and he's still the only black driver to have ever driven wow. a Formula One car in racing um, and stuff like that. So he has been absolutely huge as a figurehead for Black Lives Matter and couple that with with equaling the unbelievable achievements of Michael Schumacher, says, yeah, mate. I, I think... A tale of what might have been, really. You know, a young up-and-coming... I'll, I'll be honest, like, the amount of times that you hear his name for the amount of races that he wins, and he becomes, like, accustomed to it. Like, of course he's won, but it's still... He loses a sense of achievement to some people, but it's still, it's still massive. But the other thing was the thing that Chris pointed out was... 
he's taken a stand for what he believes in. Mm-hmm. And there's numerous occasions where I, I think he, he either got advised by the sponsors or the people who run or F1 of going, like, he was going to wear a T-shirt or something afterwards and he got told not to. And he went, no, I'm still doing it. That says a lot it, about... It said the rest of the cops who killed Brianna Taylor yeah. with that T-shirt, yeah. I think. And he, he got advised not to go and do it. And it's still, he's gone... No, like I don't care. You know, whether he loses money or reputation, whatever else, yeah. he believed in something which is bigger than 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 F one itself. Yeah, absolutely. And but like ultimately, it's down to a life thing. So as much as Lewis Hamilton, you know, is, is a is a perfectly worthy winner of it, we obviously want to do everything in our power to make sure Jordan Henderson wins it. Just for yeah, just it, for why not? Liverpool fans versus Team LH. It's going to be close for a battle. Interesting, yeah. So make sure you get the opportunity to vote. You do go and vote for Jordan Henderson if you want to, of course. Uh, we had a couple of people uh, sending in what their number ones were on their birthday. Uh, Colin here saying paperback writer, lol, I'm old. Uh, Gav Reed, <laughs> ba- Band-Aid, 84. Yeah. Uh, was that the was that the, the good Band-Aid, what, the popular original one, or was it the crap one, the second one, the one that's got Kylie and... Jason and stuff in it that you oh, forget yeah. exists until it comes up on Ghost yeah, Christmas Channel. Uh, James Wildman, Aswad, Don't Turn Around, good song, <laughs> very good song. Um, yeah, some brilliant ones uh, for all these that. These are all Pete Waterman hits, these aren't they? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, I own Christmas for about 30 years. Yeah. Um, Akash Shriv uh, sent a super chat in as well. I said, love to see the fans back. When they started singing the Bobby Firmino song, it gave me goosebumps, put into perspective how much crowd support adds to the players' performance, 100%. You know, again, it's the, this team is the perfect synergy of everything. Um, and that's Again, you, you on the, just to kind of wrap up our positivity thing, it's like we've survived, particularly the Anfield record, we've survived this long. We've managed to go 65 games when your best chance of having that be undone was surely with no fans in the ground, and now we're back. We're back and, and, and primed and charged and ready to sing. Um, yeah, Just, just to... Pour cold water on it all, like Mourinho. No, first game, first game back in front of fifty-four thousand fans. Goalkeeping injury crisis, Adrian, and the fans go <gasps> every time Adrian gets the ball, and we lose the record in the first game back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, let's have a little look then at how our title rivals are shaping up because we were having a bit of a joke with the the Toffee TV lads about their run of fixtures, which is just horrendous. And we've mentioned a couple of times about like the League Cup. I think it was last week, wasn't it? We were talking about the, the the League Cup quarterfinals, and it's a bit of a blessing in terms of giving us a bit of a break time. But looking ahead to to our rivals, because like Man City, people aren't really. I don't know if people aren't talking about Man City. Maybe they are. I've just not. I just don't think it's been as loud as people talking about Spurs and people talking about Chelsea and what have you, Chris. Because I think there's this little undercurrent that City are somehow done. City are not done. City's that game. That game in hand is going to be a massive. It's going to be a pivotal thing. They've got Aston Villa as the game in hand. Villa are probably going to be absolutely finished by the time they pick that game, guaranteed. Um, I, I would be shocked if City didn't come up on the rails. They've got Marseille this week in the Champions League, which is another complete dead rubber. They've got United away, which is going to be very interesting, even though they should dick them everywhere. They've got West Brom, which is just, you might as well just hand them three points. Southampton away will be a, will be a tricky one because you know they have given them a couple of a couple of difficult games on the year. Arsenal away, Newcastle home, Everton away just after just a couple of days after Christmas. Chelsea away. It's a bit of a mixed bag. I, you can never. I don't. I don't know what City are really anymore. They seem to have become more defensively resolute, but they're not as free scoring as they were. If they've become defensively resolute, they might actually be a bit more like us last year, which is no necessarily bad thing if they want to put together a, a challenge. Yeah, I think they'd struggled scoring goals, hadn't they? And, and I don't know whether that was down to a change of personnel on the team or just quite simply, you know, Aguero not being there. Yeah. 
Um, but they seem to, you know, last weekend certainly they clicked again. You know, if you, if anyone watched that game, you'll have seen them. It was good football by City, and they were doing the things that makes them a great side. Um, my thing with City is they're not done, but I I don't know if they can go ten wins on the bounce anymore, mm-hmm. and that, that that's not. We're judging them by standards that only they and us have ever set yeah. in the Premier League era. And that doesn't mean you're, you're a bad side. Yeah. You're just an 86 points a season side. Which is still a phenomenal side. Exactly, which yeah. would still win the league most years in the Premier League. So so it's all relative. I don't think they're done. I think they're still a good side. I don't think they're quite as good as Liverpool. I think the squad's still strong. I think they'll struggle United away because of the way that United play. Uh, they might struggle Southampton away just before Christmas. Um, Arsenal's just... You said give them the three points for West Brom. Pfft. Arsenal give them the three points then and there. They'll yeah. bend over while they're doing it. And and then you've got... You look at the, the amount of fixtures and the amount of days. Well, I actually think that's probably help City in some ways because yes it's difficult it's going to be difficult for a game every three days but they're also playing the likes of West Brom Southampton and who are having a fixture every three days and aren't used to it yeah yeah, yeah I was, the fixtures was the one for me but I was looking at a bit different perspective of you're going to have tight turnaround times you know not trading days we've been through this as Liverpool I'm not sure it's, it's more hope than anything mm-hmm. not that I hope someone gets injured but obviously hope that they, 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 they struggle a little bit you know yeah. particularly with the end bit where there's you know I know Arsenal's the Carabao Cup game what, the 22nd, 26th, 28th and the 2nd it was four games of football in a, in a tight space of time they don't have time to train they don't have time to recover it's just game on game on game but you know, as Chris says there there'll be teams that, they, that they're playing especially Everton's Everton's fixture list is fucking horrific by the time we get to that will Everton have any players left? The Man City thing I was just looking at there they scored less goals this season than West Ham in the league 17 West Ham have scored 18 Everton have scored more goals than them uh, Aston Villa who are now down in 12th which is funny how that happens in it <laughs> um, have scored more you know Leeds have only scored one less goal than them it's an outlier it's something that they'll need to they will need to naturally pick up but you just you can't you can't bank against City is what what is my point. So in my head psychologically, I've got them as being in and around us. Really, it's the Tottenham one. Um, we had this very brief chat. What, what, what was one of the post matches? I think wasn't it at the weekend, Chris? About how I'm not worried about Spurs. I not because I don't think they're capable. I just, I'm just not really, really worried about anything at the moment because of how good Liverpool are. I think on our given day, we can beat anyone and I think we can put together consistent runs as well or better than the most. But it does look like you know, Harry Kane is the the ultimate player in the Premier League so far this season. Goals and assists coming out of his arse. Son's absolutely flying. Mourinho's dead good at shithousing games, which is perfect for this kind of, this environment of football. He's that he's... He will be allowed to do whatever he wants in that squad because it's a bunch of lads who are either coming to a point where it's one last hurrah from them, or and also a bunch of lads who haven't really won anything. So Mourinho is kind of on top. But there's no pressure from the fans. This actually might be as, as as good a chance Tottenham have got of winning a league title ever. Yeah, I think so, Paul. I think you know, for me, I think we all knew what type of manager that Jose Mourinho was. And we, I thought probably the, the the football in the Premier League had moved past that and it found a way right now. But there's to every attacking style of football, there is a defensive thing, and it takes them a little time for. 
defences normally to catch up to, to to the attacks and how they break them down and how you can secure the points against them. I think this year is a bit of an outlier because of everything that's gone on. You know, I mentioned on a couple of shows, pressings down, for example. Uh, people aren't quite playing the same way that they were in previous years. People are struggling a little bit more and stuff like that. So this is one of those years where it felt like the league has come back to Mourinho a little mm-hmm. bit and he's there waiting with his, you know, rubbing his hands together and he's got the players that he, he can enact his style of football with. Your sons, your Canes, strong midfielders and they're going to be able to pounce on the counter-attack. But equally, I think we've played into their hands the league I mean not mm-hmm. we as in Liverpool by not respecting them enough Yeah. like you know Arsenal for example I thought Jamie Carragher did a brilliant job on Monday Night Football of of picking out you know where Arsenal's fullbacks were on the field you know Tierney looking like a left winger and Bellerin like a right winger leaving all that space for Son to run into and Kane to run into at some point, that will change. Teams will go, well, we know what they're going to do and we're going to have to do something different to counter that. Because when you realise they're top of the table, you realise that they're very good at it and you have to change. That will happen at some point for me this season and that's why Spurs will drop off a little touch. He's a great spoiler, isn't he, Mourinho? He, he, he takes pleasure. I, I have sexual pleasure from upsetting other people and what they're doing by going, oh, are you having a good time doing this? Right, how can I go in and ruin it? I'm gonna go in and piss on your fucking chips here, like. And but the thing he's got going for him that he hasn't had in really since his pompa. Yeah, well, he, sorry, in this country since his pompa Chelsea, he hasn't he hasn't had that Mourinho archetypal forward, and he's got that now in Kane, and that's been the thing that's you know he tried to have Lukaku be that at Man United, and Lukaku wasn't Lukaku. People think looked at Lukaku and saw his he build. He needed the ball in behind. Exactly. He was an on-the-shoulder centre-forward, and when you let him do that, he's phenomenal. But he, he was never the the, the, tar- the target man that he was looking for. Kane has just been a, a, an absolute revelation. And again, it's, it, I, don't want it to, I don't want to be as simple as if they were to lose him, blah, 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 because that's true of you know anyone lost the top attack and talent, they'd struggle. But that's what I mean, why they're a threat. He's got... He can organise a defence, he can organise a team, he's very tactically astute, and then what he then needs is... Three, two or three lads up front who, who who just can go about their own business, and that's why they've got that this season. Yeah, I think he's just got a better overall balance in, in his squad. And you mentioned your players that he's got to play his system. Hoiberg's been huge for them. We having someone to kind of protect that back line, which has allowed you know the, those front three to go forward. And he's almost changed Harry Kane to a, almost a Firmino role. And he's dropping deep a lot more. Which you know you look at Son and maybe Lucas Moura. He's the perfect always. balance between England Kane and yeah. Spurs Kane. Um, no. Gary Neville was absolutely wanking him off the other week and compared, he, <laughs> honestly he compared him to Zidane and I was like I just, just stopped him what I was doing I was like not, not Zidane he's improved he's got better but you know he Harry Kane to one of the all time greats of football what he's doing but I think he's like not just a position he's like the way that he's playing it but I think positioning wise yeah he's, he's coming deeper and bringing others into play which uh, when you're playing counter attacking football as well you've got someone who's strong who can hold up the ball but he's got a good eye for a pass and we saw that at the weekend against Arsenal and then you got someone of Son who I think is their best player. I think he edged it over Harry Kane for me. He's got the, got the pace and the finish to you know go go, go complete those attacks and they are dangerous. Yeah, what's going to be telling for Spurs for me is the little run of games. It started obviously they got Palace before us, but they start, they've got us midweek. Leicester then at the weekend. They've then got the additional game of the League Cup game away at Stoke, followed by Wolves on the twenty seventh. Like. Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves, Chris. You know, mm. if, if they can come out again, if they take nine points from that, then they'll, I mean, they'll, they'll they'll be top at Christmas for the start, which is always a good a good a good staging area to go and kick on, unless you're us. Um, 
so yeah, I, I, they get through that to sound, but that's where I'd be looking for them to come undone. That's where they could either find themselves comfortably top of the league, or actually, you know, it's been a real test of their what they, about their physical depth and what they can yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, it will be if they get nine points out of that. Fair play, like you know, they'll be hard to catch. I don't think Liverpool will change their game too much against Tottenham, especially being at home in front of fans. I don't think Leicester are tired to change the game a lot, although. You know, that result against City, they, yeah. they, they did against City. Um, Wolves is the interesting one, and that's the one that I'll pay closest attention to because you're like two boxers who get in the ring and both are trying to be a, a counter-puncher. I think that's what you get when you get Wolves against Tottenham. You get them there, and who's going to go for the big knockout punch? And are they leaving the chin in? Yeah. Are they going to get punched on the way back? That's what Tottenham have been this season. Yeah. They've been the ones counter-punching, as it were. If Wolves do a good job of doing the same as Tottenham, mm -hmm. then you're almost... Uh, one of those games is, and it goes back to Liverpool from a few years ago, there's your blueprint. And it's, it's always been that Mourinho's been the guy to be our blueprint and everyone else copies. It might just be that Nuno Espirito Santo is the one that everyone goes, that's the blueprint of how to get points against Tottenham Hotspur. I'd be, I'd be made up with that. The Leicester one's big in that for both for both ways. And it's just telling that it's just in, the, in terms of the runs of fixtures, um, you know... City play United. Uh, I know Arsenal are having a struggle, but United, Arsenal, Everton, <laughs> Chelsea in their in their run of these games. Leicester play Everton, Spurs, United in that spell. Chelsea have got Everton themselves. They've got Wolves. They've got Arsenal. They've got Man City at the back end of it. And, and it's still telling that our standout game is only Tottenham, which is an encouraging sign for this. Am I? Am why, I why have you missed United off this, by the way? You didn't ask me to put United back. They're not title rivals, Chris. Why? Genuinely, you don't think they're they not are? Title rivals. In no way, shape, or form. Okay. I don't think they are. I think they're. they're and they're, you think Leicester are? Yeah. I think Man United finish above Leicester personally. Yeah. I think the big, big question mark, and probably with both those sides you just mentioned there, I think Man City and Chelsea have got the squad depth, and that's what we'll come down to, particularly this run of fixtures. So if Tottenham win all them and they keep everybody fit, then you know, then I think you, you can be concerned. But like I said before, Liverpool have had that patch. Harry Kane always goes through a patch every season. You know, it's, it's a fact he goes, he's out for a long period of time. I know they're not a one-man team, but have they got the squad depth available to them to see them through a busy a busy period? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Well, Chris has just written Leicester off, so it's fine. Because uh, I was going to say the same about Chelsea. I, I, I feel like I'm the only one who has no concerns about Chelsea whatsoever. And I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't because I look at them and I look at all those ta all the talent they've got, and they finally seem to have got it. Where they've got a, they've got a goalie who saves things, which is a big help, massive help. They've, 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 the defense seems to have stabilised a bit as well. Obviously, Thiago Silva's getting getting game time, and he's looking a bit more you know a bit more ready for the job and all that kind of stuff. You talked about the other day, Kertuma. Having a defender who scores goals is a very useful trait to have if you want to put put a challenge together. I don't know why it is, and this one of those situations was probably going to leave me with egg on my face as the season progresses. I don't. I, we. I feel like. I feel like most of these. I feel like all of these teams. I'll be perfectly honest. Are going to be battling out for. I think second to sixth is going to be loads more competitive than it's ever been. I think any one of these teams could could easily finish second, and any one of them could easily finish. Six. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like what Chelsea have done so far this season. I didn't think they'd be challenging this season at the start of the season. But seeing where they are with the lads that they've actually integrated into the side already, I, 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 have, a, I have a small concern over Chelsea because I don't think they've hit the best form yet. Mm. I think they're going to hit their best form if, if injuries allow them to hit their best form. I would say that Chelsea have got a stronger complete squad than Tottenham. 
I would say that maybe Chelsea have got a stronger squad than Manchester City now as well. Mm. If you look at like the first 22 names, it's pretty bloody yeah. good for Chelsea. I saw some, uh, 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 an article saying Chelsea won't let Callum Hudson a doy go. I said, still got Callum Hudson a doy? Not even like, have I even had his name mentioned this season? He was like wonder kid being touted by all the best clubs in the world, what, 18 months ago? And you're right, you know, all these like oh, Christian Poole are sick. I, I like I watched a little bit of the Chelsea game at the weekend and like I, I know he, people seem to be a bit marmite on it, but like Mason Mount's fantastic. He's so good on the ball. And I think I wonder if people think he's like their Jesse Lingard, but he's mild. He's just so much he's just he is he's dead good. But you're right, they've got loads of talent. It still boils down to it's gonna be a big question. I think you need a you're gonna need a boss manager and a boss squad, I think. Mm. And I think that's why we'll probably come out on top and why I think a city will come out there or thereabouts as well. But it's a big determinant factor because again I've completely written Man United off. Cause you just say yeah, similarly similarly with, with Leicester, I feel a bit indifferent towards Chelsea. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. My point is, I don't really know who's going to come out on top of this. But this period, I think, will it give us a good indication. Yeah, it, it, as it may well do. I mean, like, look at. I've just I've just pulled up Chelsea squad there: Kante, Kovacic, Mount, Pulisic, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner. Tammy Abraham scored like nineteen goals last season. Olivier Giroud is the one that's who's linking it all together at the moment he's the one that you can't take out mm-hmm. because he just makes everyone else around him better and then they've still got Callum hudson Adoy there as well and you know they, they've got a really strong squad have they got the manager I don't know um, I, I'm impressed with Lampard I, I thought he'd be more of an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer than he is um, he seems to really he was always going to understand the club but he seems to really understand how to be a coach and a manager of a big club as yeah. well. It's about keeping all those people happy as well. I think that was the biggest concern at the start of the season, putting those young players' noses out of joint when they were so integral last season to what Chelsea did, to bring in a load of superstars and to try and keep them all happy. Like They, they brought Pulisic off the bench the weekend. He was not hit the ground running as we all expected, but he's still a quality player. It's telling, really, that like Werner and Havertz haven't really at top form yeah. yet. Sorry, I forgot to say Zichek as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To add to, to add to the list. Yeah. Like a bit old I mean he, he's finally come in and was doing right. He got injured the weekend, didn't he? Um but the we'll see. I mean but the point is regardless, is that they've spent massive money on on big talents and they're getting it working without any of them absolutely pulling trees up in the league. If that happens, then I think they will they will shoot on. It's what happens when they hit that little spell of you know a spell of adversity. You get through these games. If a big team that you consider a rival comes and dismantles you, that's what they need. They need to go up against a Man City, or they need to go up against you know go into a Tottenham a Tottenham game and and and, and put a boss performance in. And then I think that could that could kick them off. But until we see that. Yeah, I I I I'll I'll, I'll reserve judgment. They, on that they, for now. they for me feel the closest to trying to build like Liverpool, mm-hmm. Chelsea. You think about um, but in the in the most Chelsea way you could possibly James do. James and Chilwell, you know, two good fullbacks who are willing to get forwards and stuff like that. You know, you've got a you've got a great defensive midfielder as we know in Kante, yeah. and you know, um, and then it's just about the front three. And right now he seems to have found that Giroud in the centre just. Being there, Bobby Firmino. Um, they're they're probably the one where I'm I'm most unsure how they finish the season. Yeah, like they could go, they could bottom out, they could finish sixth, 
or they could push us all the way, yeah. and I'm not sure which way to go. Absolutely. Changing the goalkeeper's been massive for them. I know you've already, you've already mentioned it, but I think there was, they had a wobble at the start of the season because they, they had Kepper in goal and he was making mistakes. And playing play. a different formation every game doesn't help as well. But yeah, yeah. but you, we know having a poor goalkeeper or someone that your defence doesn't trust, you know, mm. it can be disastrous for, you, for your team. So, you know, having um, having Mendy in there, and by all accounts, he's, he's, he's done fairly well. That makes a huge difference. There's Using a, Kai Havertz as their James Milner at the start of the season wasn't a great idea either. <laughs> like, the lad played fucking four different positions as Games or the thing that gets me on all these clubs is that if Liverpool didn't exist, I'd, any one of these clubs would be confident of winning the title. title. Race. Do what? Great title race if Liverpool didn't exist. Exactly. And uh, whereas I think that, and why I'm so comfortable by all of this, and it goes back to the ultimate positivity on this, is that we're ahead of almost all, apart from Spurs, and it's five goals in it. All of these teams who've had, I mean, obviously City have been a bit, unlo- a bit unlucky with injuries as well, to, to a certain extent. Most of these other clubs have been okay. They've got massive players, they've got massive talent. It's going their way, and we've had all that adversity, and we're still better than them. And so, this is a season where you, someone should be able to capitalise on all the mad stuff that's happening around, but no one else has really, no one's run away with it. And there was a really big opportunity for someone to run away with it. This was a 13 14 or a Leicester winning a title type season where someone could have really emerged, and they might yet. Um, but as I say, we'll know, we'll know a bit more. The, the fix is very interesting. I think the fact that there's a lot of those big teams playing each other. When it's the most intense period of football as well, is going to be very talented. Uh, just last comment here from uh, Mansour Ahmed. He sent the super chat and said, "I reckon against top six teams or top ten teams, we don't really have an issue. Leicester and Wolves are supposed to be our big challenge, and we did well. It's Brighton, Sheffield United where they get a draw, yeah, and that's what Liverpool need to need to safeguard against. The courses teams coming and and just deciding that they." They're going to be difficult, difficult, and, 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 and for us to beat and whatever. But we'll see how we handle that as it goes on. I'm feeling very upbeat, and I hope you are too. Uh, all the things that we've discussed, you do make sure that you go and check them out. And say so if you want to order something from the merch shop, get it done uh, as soon as possible. But if you want guaranteed for Christmas, uh, check Chris out on Mondays doing Football Manager on our Twitch channel. I'm doing Pez Tuesdays and Wednesdays, generally speaking. Uh, and the competition is there for Club Legend subscribers. So if you want to support what we do and get loads of amazing extra content around the Mighty Reds, then yeah, join up on the RedmanTV.com as a Club Legend and hopefully win yourself a Jordan Henderson signed T-shirt as well. Guys, thank you very much. That was very pleasant indeed. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you all soon.